Except the Lord keep the city, they waketh in vain, they that watch over it. I want to always remember that no matter how incredible the ministry, or the mission, or the business being interviewed, it's all in vain if not for Him. Thanks for joining us for another Faith Horizons podcast. The purpose of a Faith Horizons podcast is to discover the kingdom of God in Kansas City, one conversation at a time. As of this moment, there is a 21-day Isaiah 62 fast, which culminates on the 28th of May. In this episode, Scott shares about the fast. At the beginning of the fast, there were over 5 million participants worldwide, and more are joining daily. A few connected topics in this episode were giving God no rest, Kansas City's connection to Israel, and God's promise of blessing for those who bless Israel. Here is my conversation with Scott Stanger. Can you tell us a little bit about the Isaiah 62 fast? Yes, well, it started uh, May 7th. It's a 21-day prayer and fasting. It's a global thing. There's, uh, like, the last I heard, there were over 5 million believers around the world that are registered and uh, participating in this. Uh, It uh, coincides with a couple of significant events. First of all, this past Sunday, yesterday, was the 75th birthday of the new nation of Israel, if you will, you know, when it was reformed in 1948 uh, by the United Nations and uh, reestablished. So that's going on. But at the same time, this 21-day fast, again, it started on May 7th, and it culminates on May 28th. That's the day of Pentecost. So if you know much about the the feast uh, from the Scriptures, uh, I don't like to call them the Hebrew feast because they're when they're first mentioned, God says, they're my feast, they're my appointed times. And this comes from Leviticus chapter 23, uh, where God says, these are my appointed times, or actually, it even means my appointed dress rehearsals. And there are seven of these feasts. There are four of them in the spring, and then there are three later on in the fall. All four of the uh, spring feasts have been fulfilled, and uh, the final one of the spring feasts is coming up on May 28th, the day of Pentecost. Oh, wow. Of course, we know that from uh, from Acts chapter 1 and 2 and, and beyond when the outpouring the Holy Spirit came upon the earth. As, as Jesus said, I'm going to send the Comforter, one after me. He's going to teach you, bring you in remembrance of everything that I've spoken. He's going to give you power to be my disciples in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and, and to the four corners of the earth. So anyway, there's some significant things going on here in this 21-day uh time of prayer and fasting. Isaiah 62 is is a well-known passage that talks about God saying that I'm going to put my intercessors on the wall. They will give me no rest until I make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. And uh, so not only not only is this this global thing going on with um 
people praying. I mean, right now at my church, I'm hosting a daily call. We get on this Zoom call every morning from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock a.m., and and we do a participatory prayer. It's not just, you know, Scott Stanger. It's it's all of us praying together. And we kick it off with Isaiah 62, a few passages there, and uh, giving God no rest. Giving him no rest. Give him no rest. Establishes. You took it literally. <laughs> take yeah, take it literally, and we're we're getting no rest either. <laughs> but this is a this is an exciting time. Um, never, you know, I, I can only go by leaders in the body of Christ who have who have uh, studied this out far more than I have, and they said never in the history of the world have there been uh, millions of people crying out together for God's purpose for Israel to be fulfilled in the earth. Wow. You know, there's a there's a, a terrible false doctrine out there. It's called uh, replacement theology. Wow. And, and and the reason it came about just a few hundred years ago, this wasn't something that the the uh, the founding fathers of our Christian faith taught. This emerged a few couple of hundred years ago because people saw Israel destroyed in 70 AD when the Romans came in, destroyed the the temple, and they no longer had a nation. They were no longer a a sovereign nation. And so people thought, well, surely all of these unfulfilled prophecies from the Old Testament and from the New Testament about Israel, they can't happen. So it must be that the church has replaced Israel. All these promises attached to Israel, unfulfilled promises, must be... Uh, they're going to occur through the church. Well, that's because people just didn't have a revelation that no God was going to resurrect or or uh, rebirth or reborn Israel, and it happened in 1948. Uh, and so here we are in the 75th birthday. We we sang happy birthday yesterday <laughs> to Israel. That's so it was great, uh, it was a great celebration, um, and it's uh, it's exciting to participate in this. You know, I, I tell this story as as I. As I try to help people grasp how important this is, let's go back to something we can all relate to here of, of uh, the founding of our nation and the American Revolution. If you go back and you look at that, there were approximately two and a half, the population of the 13 colonies in the you know, 1770s, uh, the population was about two and a half million, which is about the, the population of the metro Kansas City. So yeah, we, get a, yeah. we can get some idea of how many people that involved. Yeah. And literally, uh, if you take that and you divide it into thirds, about one third of the, the people knew about the American Revolutionary War and were in support of it. About one third of the population knew about the war and were against it. And about one third of the people didn't even know there was a war. And even uh, a few years later, they had no idea that there was a war, that we won, and that uh, the, the you know constitution was adopted and, and so on. But getting to that one-third that knew about the war, uh, only about one-third of those actually participated in the war, you know, fought in it in, in the yeah, battles. Yeah. Uh, many of the others who were in support, well, they supported it through funding or they supported it through uh, housing some of the soldiers or, you know, supplying them, ammunition, food, whatever. And so my, my point in telling that story in reference to yeah. this uh, Isaiah 62 21-day fast is because wouldn't you be honored if you knew Somehow you could trace your family's lineage 
back to that and know that, oh, I had a great, 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 great grandfather who fought in the American Revolution or who supplied horses to the troops or something. I mean, wouldn't that be a great honor that you would like to have down through your family to know that you had a a, a specific reference to a historical event to the founding of our nation? Yeah. Well, this right here is an opportunity for believers around the world to Put their name on the dotted line, so to speak, to participate in this and know whether you fast and pray for the entire 21 days um, or or if it's just one day or something. Nonetheless, you have the opportunity to to participate, to say, here is a historical event that has great significance and I offered up these prayers. I I went to Isaiah62fast.com. Uh, and, and I found some of the scriptures that helped me to pray. Maybe I, I brought them to my home group or a Bible study or some some friends, uh, business colleagues or, or whatever. But to, to be able to put your name there and say that I was a participant uh, in, in a historical event, uh, it has even greater significance, I think, than than those who participated in the American Revolution, which was great. Yes, uh, and yes. you know, they shed their blood, and we honor that because of the great privileges and and uh, rights that we have here under our Constitution. So, yeah, that's so cool that there there's five million people, like you're saying, uh, about five million people participating in the. In the Isaiah uh, 62 fast? Well, that's how many originally, I think, registered. Oh, okay. There, there's, it's growing. It's getting, it's, <laughs> it's gotten gr- bigger. It's yeah. growing. So when it culminates on May 28th, the day of Pentecost, um, there are people who are believing that there will be 100 million. Oh, wow. 100 million wow. participating in this. And by the way, let me step back a little bit further and, and say that uh, this came about... This May 28th, the day of Pentecost and the culmination there, there are actually four designated days of prayer this year that uh, a coalition of prayer networks of, of more than 5,000 prayer networks, yeah. which are representative of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people in each one of those wow. 5,000 wow. prayer networks. So before 2023, these 5,000-plus prayer networks got together and designated four global days of prayer throughout this year. So there was one back in January, and I think that was praying for the nation of China, if I if I recall. Then there was one in April, and that was praying for it was praying for Muslims around the world. And then this one here yeah. on May twenty eighth uh, is praying for the nation of Israel and Jerusalem. And then there's a fourth one that's going to be in the fall, and I believe that's praying for the nations um, co- uh, uh, collectively around the world to to uh, align with God's purpose. But these these four prayer days were designated far in advance. And it just so happens then that the 21 days of prayer and fasting, according to Isaiah 62, got tacked onto that. Uh, and, and this is something that kind of originated here in Kansas City. Um, not, uh, you know, it was, there were people around the globe that said, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's prayerfully consider this before we really commit to this. Uh, but, uh, there were some people at, um, at International House of Prayer that had a significant role in this 21 days. That's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. 
So uh, we're talking about praying for Israel, and uh, what is Kansas City's connection with Israel? Well, it's one of my favorite stories. I mean, I love Kansas City. Uh, I love Israel. I uh, love God, of course. But uh, the story of Kansas City's connection to, to Israel is that uh, Harry S. Truman was a, a 33rd president of the United States. And, of course, he was the vice president of, of uh, FDR, Franklin Roosevelt, and he died in office. And so then Harry Truman assumed that position. And, and he was a wartime president because he came in in the, the final stages of World War II, and he made the decision, for instance, to, to drop the atomic bombs on Japan. And uh, so after we won the war, there were two million Jewish refugees that survived the Holocaust wow. uh, camps. And of course, they had no homeland. They had nowhere to go. They couldn't return to the ghettos that they came out of in Germany and Austria and Poland and so on. And winter was setting on. They were, they were famished and diseased from those uh, camps. And um, uh, there, there was a movement underway to uh, restore Israel as a nation. And to give the Jews, the refugees coming primarily out of Europe, but it wouldn't be only Europe, be Russia and many other nations around the world, to give them a, a homeland yeah. to return to. And uh, of course, that was Palestine, uh, as it was known at the time. Uh, so there was this movement underway for the United Nations to recognize Israel as it, a new statehood. It's uh, resurrected, as and, I like to say. And at the time, it was still Palestine, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, this Palestinians. was like 1948. 48, 7, 48. yeah, 40, 47, 48. 48 was actually when it became official. But uh, Harry Truman was the president, he, uh, so the war was now ended, and he's presiding. He's he's underseeing, you know, the rebuilding of Europe, the rebuilding of Japan, the uh, the return of the GIs, and, and the homing crisis that brought broke out, transitioning from a wartime economy to a peacetime economy, all these challenges. And at the same time, here were these two million Jewish refugees, survivors of the Holocaust, who had no place to go to. And uh, it just so happens that before Harry Truman got into politics, he was a businessman. He had a, a partner, a Jewish partner, Eddie Jacobson, and they owned a, a men's clothing store or, or called a, a haberdashery. I uh, had to look up that word the first time I saw it. I'm like, hash or dab, haberdashery. <laughs> haberdashery. And so they owned this men's clothing store. Uh, they met each other in World War One. They yeah. served together in, in Europe. Uh, and so... They had maintained their friendship. Well, there's actually a little book that's been written recently. I wish I brought my copy of it, uh, but it's called uh, Harry and Eddie, The Friendship That Changed the World. And it's the story of how, you know, their their friendship continued to grow and they went into business and the business failed because of the collapse of the economy and so on. But Harry went into politics and here he is, he's sitting down in the White House and he's got, you know, many decisions in front of him, one of them to be, will we recognize Israel as a nation? Yeah. Well, all of his advisors, his cabinet advisors were opposed to Israel becoming a nation. And the reason is, is because the OPEC nations, the Middle East nations, they were not in favor of the Jews now coming in and, and re-inheriting their promised land. And so they, they made a threat. They said, hey, anybody out there who will 
recognize Israel as a nation, we're going to cut off your oil supply. There's going to be an embargo. And here are these economies that are trying to emerge, and they're needing energy and so on. The the OPEC is the main supply of of petroleum around the world. And so for that reason, uh, Harry Truman's advisors said, do not, do not do this. Well, Eddie Jacobson wrote this little letter, a letter of intercession. He wrote it to Harry Truman. You can go over at the Harry S. Truman uh, Library here in in Independence, Missouri, and you can see this letter. I actually have a copy of it on my phone. It just, it means so much to me. And actually, the, the actual words in that letter that Eddie gave to the president said, by the words of your mouth, you can preserve my people, my two million people, they will not survive. They are so uh, famished and diseased and the winter setting on. Uh, They will not survive unless they have a homeland to go to. And by the words of your mouth, you can preserve their lives. That letter and a couple of meetings, uh, unannounced meetings where Eddie Jenkins just shows up at the White House in the (laughs) Oval Office. He has interaction with Harry. Harry Truman changed his mind and told his uh, Secretary of State Marshall that we are going to vote with uh, Israel as a nation. And there were many other nations that were on the fence. And because of the United States um, voting yes, then that made these other nations on the fence that were actually maybe teetering to say no, they then supported Israel as a nation as well. And so then on May 14th, uh, 1948, Israel was formed as a nation, and uh, now today we celebrate her, all the purposes that God wants to do, and that's why then us us believers are praying, not only in this global fast, but Saturday when we pray to God's relay race, we really pronounced a blessing over the the Jewish businessmen who have had yeah, such an true. such an impact on our city i mean mr kaufman and and uh the the laboratory that he's started the Marion Merrill Dow laboratories yeah. but but the owning of the royals and the kaufman stadium and of course hellsburg and the diamond store uh, jewelry store and then you've got the the block families not only the gosh, uh, right? not only the tax software and tax services but you've got the block real estate development families, and many other prominent Jewish business families that are so philanthropic in our city, and and we're so grateful to their impact, and we need to bless them. And uh, I I pray that they will come to recognize that Jesus is their Messiah. But, you know, I'm not going to pound that on them. I just want want to honor them and and bless them. Uh, I'm reminded of the story from the story of Ruth. And remember, Ruth was this Moabite, and she was the daughter-in-law of Naomi. And uh, as Naomi was returning to her, the land, the promised land, and, and Ruth went with her, she says, you know, your God shall be my God. Your people shall be my people. And, and that's how us uh, Gentile Christians should feel towards the Jewish people. We, should, we have embraced their God. Yeah. Their God. We just believe that Jesus is their, their Messiah, the, the one who is promised. Yeah. 
Good. And uh, well, thank you for sharing about the I-62 fast and just about the Kansas City's connection with Israel, you know, uh, through uh, Eddie Jacobson, who knew that God first founded him, you know, with this relationship with Eddie through business, that then Eddie could speak. He almost became like an Esther again. Yeah. Very yes, much like an absolutely. Esther. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And just one last thing that I would add to this, anybody who lives here in Kansas City and loves a city like like uh, you and I both do, yeah. um, there was a promise uh, to Abraham and, and said that God said that those who bless you and your descendants, I will bless, and those who curse you and your descendants, I will curse. And so Harry S. Truman, to his peril, I mean, there were threats against him, not only politically, but literally threats against he and his family because of his stance to recognize Israel as a nation. To his peril, uh, he stood to see God's promised land refulfilled to his covenant people, the Jews, that this promised land was restored. And so uh, as, as I prayer walk around independence almost on a daily basis, I constantly remind God to say that, God, Father, there is a there is a blessing to be secured here, and not just at Independence, but I believe in the whole Kansas City metro, and just constantly bring him to remembrance that you said those who bless Abraham and his descendants will you be said. blessed. Well, Harry S. Truman, who that little bespeckled man from Independence, who uh, who, who stood to see Israel reformed to see your promised land reestablished. Now will you fulfill beyond what we can ask, think, or desire your promise to bless this city because there was a man who stood to see the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel blessed and reestablished. That's so good. Here's a quick update from Faith Horizons. I have recently added unique pages for each organization interviewed on the Faith Horizons podcast. These pages include all articles and posts for that specific organization and also include the opportunity to leave your testimony of experience with them. You can find these specific organization pages and the opportunity to leave testimonies on the front page. Please take the time to leave a testimony for whichever organizations have impacted you. It really helps tell the complete story of what God is doing in Kansas City. Thank you so much. Oh, my God.